Oh, yeah. Yeehaw! Wednesdays, I tell you what, man. <laughs> Wednesdays are uh, <laughs> pretty wild for me. <clears throat> Let's just put it that way, especially after a long night last night at the uh, state capitol watching <laughs> combat official pretty much admit to bribing people to influence Madigan, but... That's a different story for uh, uh, another day, and surely we'll talk a lot more about that soon. But it's the Council Roundup. Each and every Wednesday, whenever there's a Springfield City Council meeting, we bring you the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. At 713, stay informed, stay connected with WMAY on 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m. Not only did I have to endure six-plus hours or so at the Capitol here in that hearing, but uh, then I started listening to the council meeting on my way home last night, and it was two and a half hours long. Uh-huh. So. Uh. I had the over at 92 minutes. I won. Oh, boy. Uh, and I need to stop talking to Alderman beforehand. because uh, Bad luck, yeah. <laughs> I talked to one, and I'm like, so uh, how long do you think this meeting's going to be? And they said, well, I don't want to jinx it. Hopefully it's short. Well, I think she jinxed it. <laughs> that seems to always be the case. Anyways, well, let's... I loved what Chuck said yesterday. Some people just can't shut up. Yeah, That's well, what he said. There was a lot of good discussion last night, and a lot of it focused on police reforms. We'll get to that. Uh, it's the Council Roundup. That's what we do. Uh, so here we are now, starting off with uh, the Committee of the Whole, and Andrew Proctor is the uh, chairperson. Frank Lesko's 30th birthday today. Oh. Is that true? Yeah, happy birthday, Frank. Happy birthday, Frank. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We'll sing birthday. to you later. 29th. 29th, okay. Oh, so his birthday was earlier. Well, happy birthday. Either way, yeah, happy birthday, Frank. Uh, next up, you've got uh, a measure that's remained in committee for a while, and I'm really interested in when this is going to be debated fully because uh, it's an important issue a lot of people are concerned about, and it deals with the animal control contract with Sangamon County Department of Public Health. Here's Alderman Hanauer. 049, uh, the animal control ordinance. I thought I just sent it back to committee to, to, for, to hold for two weeks, but I'd like to act on that. So is there going to be some changes? Here's the Corporation Council, Jim Zirkel. Um, we do have a, re uh, just information for you, we do have a revised agreement that we are going to be uh, discussing with the health department and with the county. That should be done before the council meeting. Now, I don't know how much that's going to be changed from what the ordinance is, but the ordinance calls for like $300,000 or something like that. An amount not to exceed. $303,289.24 from March 1st, 2020 through February 28th, 2021 for the Office of oh Budget gosh. and Management. Hold on a second. Did you hear that, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Get retroactive back to March? Uh-huh. We're going to have to talk about this again in February? Yeah. That's only like four or five months away or something ridiculous. I like <laughs> I know. This is crazy. Happens way too much with government. It does, yep. They have sure contracts does. that lapse, and they just keep paying the contract. They keep going on forward with the agreement. And you know, try doing that in your own personal business. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. This is going to work. <laughs> Good luck. Next up, um, we've got uh, the measure that's going to take a lot of focus this morning. 2020-356, an ordinance providing guidance to the Springfield Police Department regarding the drafting, adoption, implementation, and enforcement of its general orders. Motion for debate. Second. And that's the police department. Police reforms. It's general orders. We'll get to that. Hear a lot from Kenny Winslow, the police chief. Some good things he had to say. And uh, also uh, some back and forth between uh, Alderman Redpath and a citizen. 
So stay tuned. It's on the way here with the Council Roundup. All right. Uh, Alderwoman Turner last night talking about the ordinance that she brought forward with Alderman Sean Gregory. After a lot of discussion, she said uh, they think they've got the right mix here. And it was uh, something that they wanted to put on debate initially. Here's Alderwoman Turner. The um, words pepper spray under Section 2, the second paragraph. And the third is an Amendments. Uh, amendment offered by Alders Hanauer and Redpath that really speaks to some community engagement. We talked with Alderman Redpath about that yesterday and the importance of uh, conveying to the community about, you know, listen, uh, you need to get permits if you want to block traffic and do protests and those types of things. This is why it's important. It's good to understand what, you know, uh, criminal trespass might be and really kind of conveying some of the things that police may encounter when they uh, have to deal with protesters. Uh, And that's just a one small element of the things that uh, Alderman Redpath brought up. Um, But you also had uh, Alderman McMiniman uh, raise issue with uh, putting this on the consent agenda. He understood the rationale behind putting it on the consent agenda to, in a way, signal that everybody's on board with this, but... Would we want to keep this on debate to allow for any um, public participation uh, next week? We can still get that participation if it's on consent, but uh, if it's on debate, then it gets even more special consideration. But either way is fine with me. I would, so, if um, Auden Member Pass okay, I would really um, like us to keep it on consent because I think that having the ordinance on cons- consent indicates to the community that we are all uh, unified in our support of the, of the um, ordinance. Definitely sends a strong message. No question about it. Uh, And then we get to um, Chief of Police Kenny Winslow, who um, initially talks about how, you know, hey, this is uh, in a way just putting on the books what uh, some of the practices are already. He's willing to sit down and communicate and negotiate, but uh, their stance is that this isn't needed. Uh, There's also concerns, obviously, about what the letter says other topics that were in the letters that were lined out for you or laid out for you guys. And that, in his particular uh, objection there was with a uh, issue uh, concerning the police review board and uh, some of the elements of that need to be uh, collectively bargained. So that's one small sticking point. Some may say it's a big sticking point, but uh, we'll get to more of Chief Winslow coming up here in a bit. Uh, Alderwoman Conley uh, wants to uh, chime in on um, the conversations she's had with her constituents and with uh, police officers. It's been very clear to me that our our police, that we have a very professional, a very well-trained police department. Um, And the officers that that reached out to me were really talking about kind of a need, how they want to feel that our council, that our community also supports them. She went on to talk more about the conversations she's had. I'm very proud of our department. I'm proud of the fact that these are already in play for you, that we have body cameras that are that are used, and that our community um, really largely is represented by a, a force that that has respect for us as citizens and that we have respect for them. Now, one way to do that, maybe, she said, is to 
stop looking at uh, you know stats for arrests and whatnot. Still track that, of course, but we need to start highlighting some of the good things that police are doing in the community. We don't have an over-reliance on quantifiables. We're not looking at just arrests and, and stops and citations. We're looking at, um, as our community, we're looking at context with our community and connections that are building strengths. And, and I realize that's not easy to report out, but I think that we need to make sure that we're, we're recognizing that. And uh, there's there's more um, she unpacked here that I think is uh, important to highlight. I have been getting a lot of contacts from constituents this week, um, the last two weeks, actually. Um, some of them are angry. Some of them are asking why we're trying to tie our police department's hands. Some of them are thinking. And, and to both groups of people, I say, what we're doing right now is putting into writing the positives that our department has been doing. I think that's important. No question. But, Chris, we're going to hear now from uh, the chief of police, Kenny Winslow, who, uh, you know, he at first uh, said there's a lot of this that's uh, just essentially putting in the books what, what they already do. Sure. Uh, there's that element of the uh, the element that needs to be collectively bargained, and there was an amendment to address that, changing something from shall to may, uh, lawyer speak. Uh, but uh, he ultimately said, listen, he, he wanted to be blunt about what he's hearing from his force. Mm-hmm. There's a feeling that the council is overstepping and it's not needed when we have a professional organization. That's the feeling. You want blunt and truth? That's what it's about. 90% of the people I spoke to, well in excess of 30 people who came to me and talked to me about this, all feel the council is overstepping. I tell them that the resolution is guidance and practice of what we already do. They want to know how they're going to work if we change something. I think that's why people like Kenny Winslow so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a straight shooter. He's a straight shooter. He tells exactly what there's on the mind. And he's not what trying to sugarcoat it. Nope. You know, he just wants to... Listen, guys, I'm, the police are telling me that they have concerns about this because they don't think you're going to get their back if something breaks right. bad. Right, and I, and I think that's a legitimate concern. Yeah. They're wondering if the council's going to come down here and spank them. That's what they're wondering. They want to know if the council's got their back because at some point, we're going to use force and it's going to be ugly. And then, are you going to support them? Are you going to stand up, or are you going to throw them under the bus? That's what they really want to know right now. That's the thing they want to know. That's what the conversations have been over the last couple of weeks, and that's their concerns. Yeah, I think, uh, they, he, you know, he, <laughs> he nailed it on the head, what I think uh, are some of the main concerns that have been brought up about this. Yeah. Uh, and, not, and, not, and not about, like, you know, codifying, not using chokeholds or stuff like that, but the sentiment behind it. Right. It's it's what's really behind this. Is this uh, uh, an effort to, as some are, are interpreting it, uh, tying police hands? Yeah. I, or, I, I just I go back to the, the incident in Detroit, you know, where everybody was ready to boil the cops over what happened with the death until they released the cameras. Right. And that's going to be the most important thing is having those body cameras. I'm on the so police thankful officers. we have body cameras. I know it, it was it was a smart and insightful decision to have those and again we saw that the situation in detroit earlier this summer that again could have turned into another minneapolis or a portland we saw how video technology can help out in that situation when it It when when the cops do right but at the same time uh chief winslow talking about how police officers don't feel that they need to be micromanaged by city aldermen what will be next will you tell us when to make an arrest or not make an arrest that's what they want to know. Yeah, and they want to know that the next time an officer has to sh- fire his gun in the line of duty, and it don't look pretty, 
Are you going to throw him under the bus or are you going to support him? Are you going to wait for a full, thorough, detailed outside investigation? That's what they're worried about. That's what every officer that works across this country today is worried about. Yeah, I think I think yeah. he's right. Uh, and and to that effect, uh, he essentially you know projected into the future on what that means. That sentiment out there. What's the symptom of uh, people jumping to conclusions before they get the video evidence, or sure. jumping to conclusions just over a headline? Uh, that leads to low morale for police officers. Yep. You look across the country, Chris, and you see headlines of, you know, this town's got uh, cops retiring at an alarming level and retention's tough. Chief Winslow points to that being an issue in the future. Recruiting retention is going to be huge the next couple of years. It's going to be huge. I talk to chiefs all over the state, and it's the same concerns. It's not just a Springfield thing. It's an everywhere thing. The hardest job in law enforcement, this is not a knock against our counterparts at the federal level or the state level or the county level. Is policing at the municipal level in an urban jurisdiction where you deal with everything. Coming back, we'll hear from some Alder people, also from the Springfield organizer of Black Lives Matter. Plus, um, a little bit later on, hopefully we can get to it, news about Portillo's. Ooh. He's excited about that. Well, it's the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Sub Stop. When you want a great sub, you got to head west. Nice long two and a half hour committee of the whole meeting last night. Gotta love that. We're hearing those uh, highlights. And the focus last night was on um, the uh, reforms to the police department that some are pushing. And not just some, looks like the majority of the council. Not just the majority of the council, the entire council, Chris. Yeah, uh, it seems nothing. like it's going to be unanimous on the consent agenda. Uh, but, of course, we've got uh, some highlights that uh, we wanted to include from Alderwoman DeCenso uh, because, you know, a lot of the conversation that uh, Chief Winslow raised was uh, concerning the um, the sentiments that uh, police officers are feeling from just reviewing the ordinance. Uh, and he said that essentially, you know, he doesn't want to be micromanaged. He doesn't want uh, the officers to feel like they're going to get spanked every time they have to uh, use any kind of force. Uh, but Alderwoman DeCenso said, listen, uh, this cuts both ways. Um, Chief, respectfully, we are not doing anything differently than city councils across the country are doing. And we're just taking a good hard look to make sure that we're doing the right thing. Again, Alderwoman DeCenso making her points heard, uh, especially with what happened several months ago with a uh, police officer and social media and a couple of Alder people. Um, this goes both ways. If the Springfield Police Department wants to make sure we have their back, then they should have ours. I mean, the head of the Police Review Commission was on Facebook Live last week making derogatory comments about me. So, um, you know, several aldermen have been harassed by members of your for force. That's not professionalism in my book, and it's not cool. So, um, you know, if this is a two-way street, and we will have your back if you have our backs. Chief Winslow. I understand what you're saying, and that officer has been held accountable for his actions. What about the Police Review Commission? That's not me. I don't have any authority over the Police Civilian Review Commission. It doesn't follow me. It was so specifically created not to be under my guise. So you've got this uh, ongoing question about the, the Police Review Commission, uh, and uh, is it something that's above board and actually going to hold people accountable or uh, just kind of look the other way? I think that's an important question. Mm -hmm. uh, more from Chief Winslow. 
broad brush paint that gets put across law enforcement as a whole, it's the same thing we tell them not to do to individuals. But that's that broad brush of strokes across our profession every time something hot happens. Yeah, it's um, something that we all need to do, not just, uh, you know, toward police, toward everybody, mm-hmm. all people. You, know, you were touching on it earlier when we were talking about the presidential debate, Chris, about sure. how people just jump to a conclusion if you're a Biden supporter or they'll just jump to a conclusion if you're a Trump supporter. It really makes things toxic. Right. And it's bad enough when it's politics. It's even worse when it's on the streets with police putting their lives in, in harm's way. Um, so just keep that in mind always. Uh, they had uh, the organizer of Springfield Black Lives Matter there last night, Sunshine Clemens, and she shared her thoughts. I appreciate the fact that all of you are united on this. That means a lot to the community. In um, response to some of the remarks that the chief made, we appreciate the fact that a lot of what's in this ordinance is things that the officers are already doing. In my mind, that means that we are supporting them. But it also put in on record that they just can't make changes at a whim. Yeah, I think that's... uh... That's a legitimate uh, issue to have in front of them. You want know, to make sure officers are held accountable to what's on the books rather than just what they say is already policy. Um, that's kind of the concept behind codifying things, putting it into law. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just thinking that, that in this situation, I think it's more about when the officers are forced to use some of the things that are actually on, you know, codification is one thing. It's the other thing where there are stipulations where they can use deadly force if they have to. It's in this yeah. agreement and in this ordinance. And when they have to use that deadly force, will the alderman have their back? That's where I think the question lies. Exactly right. Uh, and you've got this ongoing uh, uh, narrative that this measure would uh, tie police officers' hands uh, and that's one thing that uh, Citizen Robert uh, addressed the council with and uh, kind of uh, caught Alderman Redpath a uh, little by uh, ruffling his feathers a bit. This is about dialogue. This is about conversation. This is about respect for each other, for the people that are out on the streets in the police department. And we all support them. So for people to come up here and make accusations that we're trying to handcuff the police, that's absolutely not true. More back and forth there. You didn't obviously understand the, the complete ordinances. Well, they, well, those perceptions are wrong because you know what? This is a democracy. This is democracy, and I can tell you, in this democracy, sometimes we put things out there and we have to discuss those things and make sure that we turn the things right to do what's best for our citizens, and that's what we're trying to do right now. Mm, so he's supporting the ordinance, especially with the amendment that he put forward, uh, and we talked with Alderman Redpath yesterday. Uh, about this very issue, uh, but it still it kept getting heated between uh, Alderman Redpath and that uh, citizen well, addressing. The you committee. can't argue with perception here, right. you know. It's like if this guy's coming to you with just perception, right. where's the argument? Yeah, and and the fact that you know he he said I believe that he didn't read the ordinance. He was just going off of what uh, some people have said in the press. Yeah. He he reiterated. We do not want to handcuff our police, and that's not what this ordinance is about. Sir, please, 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 please. Yeah, yeah. Get that gavel out. Sir. All the Proctor. No back and forth, please. All right. Uh, a couple more things here before we get to the um, uh, Portillo's news. Uh, you had uh, Alderwoman Turner, and, and even uh, Sunshine Clemens made this point as well that, listen, Springfield's doing doing it right. We had wonderful demonstrations that were not violent. We didn't see the chaos that we saw in like Chicago or Rockford or Aurora or elsewhere throughout the country. 
we had very peaceful uh, gatherings of very large amounts of people uh protesting and demonstrating and i think that that's uh, something that we do need to highlight uh police are there to facilitate those things police are there to protect individuals uh rights in that manner uh but i did want to get to alderman sean gregory who um talked about uh, something that uh, you know i think is important for people to keep in mind is police do good things all the time i do want to say my first interaction with police was was very positive it was it was actually a hard thing to do i had to call the police to come get us, to, 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 to take us to safety. Man. Right here when the police department was on Jefferson. So while I always address things that I don't agree with, I'll never, never forget the good things that good officers did for me and my family. Yeah. And there's many, many, many people, many people who have those same interactions. Um, I think that uh, he he also you know wanted to make sure that uh, people don't paint with broad brushes. Yep. You know, and that's something that uh, the police chief said, and um, Alderman Gregory agreed. And it's uh, it goes both ways. It's the council roundup brought to you by Head West Sub Stop. When you want a great sub, you gotta head west. And uh, I know this is something that a lot of people are waiting for, Chris. Um, I've been to it once before. Didn't really see what all the fuss was about, but uh, a lot of people are yeah. super stoked. I am the same way. Here's uh, here's the ordinance. 72, in order to increase the number of Class E liquor licenses by one for Portillo's Hot Dogs, LLC, doing business as Portillo's Hot Dogs, located at 3400 Freedom Drive. Move to consent. Second. Second. Mayor, there you go, buddy. Hey, do you, do you want to say anything, Mr. Mayor? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, buddy. There you go, buddy. Got that going. All right, let's hear uh, some news from Portillo's. My name is Megan Thornton. I'm with uh, Portillo's, and this is Jason Sailing. He will be a manager at your local Portillo's here in Springfield. Thanks for having us, and I am always happy to wait to see uh, an awesome uh, night of democracy at its best. So that was totally <laughs> fine by me. I think it's been a beautiful thing, actually. Uh, we just want to say thank you to you guys for giving us this privilege in licensing. And it's simple as that. If anyone has any questions, we're here. No, you just made the mayor happy, and that's all we needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know you're a big fan, and uh, thank you guys. I'm from the Bloomington Normal uh, Portillo's, and I've seen a few of your faces in. So I appreciate you. Don't forget, we still exist on your way back and forth to Springfield. Okay? No. I think once we get a Portillo's here. Projected opening date. Right we now. do. I'm happy to share that uh, we're looking at mid-November. Um, there will be a soft opening date uh, projected soon for you all, and you'll be the first to know. There you go. So sometime in November, you're uh-huh. going to get that Portillo's, and I doubt anybody's going to go to the Bloomington Portillo's yeah. from Springfield. It's going to be right here. I feel the same way you do. Portillo's and Chick-fil-A. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Right. they're they're good. I'm not Over. saying they're not good. <laughs> Please spend your money with us, Portillo's. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll get to um, the conversation about COVID-19 restrictions. It's all on the way here with WMAY.